the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. For Christmas Eve, we're in the Psalms. Join us. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. As we celebrate Christmas this Christmas Eve, we find ourselves in Psalm 100, message simply entitled, Be Thankful. And I can't think of a better thing to be thankful for than the coming of our Savior that we celebrate here in this holiday season. Won't you join us? Again, Psalm 100 is where we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Message simply entitled, Be Thankful. Here's Napoleon now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. As we celebrate Christmas, we go through this process. God, in his infinite wisdom, had a plan for humanity. He sent forth his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. He died for our justification. He died for redemption. All of us were born into sin and shaped in iniquity, and we needed change in our life. And so Jesus Christ came down to give us a new life, that we might be born again, not of the flesh, but of the Spirit, and that we would be united together with the Father once again, that we might enjoy sweet communion with Him and the intimacy that He longs to have with humanity. It doesn't happen without Jesus Christ uh, dying, being buried, and being raised from the dead. And all of us, Whosoever will, let him come. If we choose to repent of our sins, release our faith in him, he accepts us, he brings us into the fold, he gives us a newness of life, and we begin to experience justification and redemption and restoration and all those things that he came to bring us. But one of the greatest hindrances to this is ungratefulness, being unthankful. And I think for us, we have to learn that that heart condition is a deadly poison. It is something that is cancerous to the soul when we become uh, ungrateful, when we become resentful, when we stop thanking God for even the little victories along the way. A lot of people want the big stuff, but what about the little victories like you waking up this morning, amen, in your right mind still? And that's not a little victory. That's huge considering some of the stuff that we've been through. And so for all of us, we have to learn to be thankful. Look what he says here in verse 1 of Psalm 100. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And as you see in this service, this is one of the things that we love to do as a church. We worship God hard in this church. We praise Him. 
We'll dance. We'll shout. We'll, we'll go and just go the extra mile to let God know how much we love him because there's a way in which you approach a holy God. And for all of us, we don't apologize. I said that we don't apologize for this. You may go to other churches and they're more subdued and and nobody really praises God and it's real quiet and it's the frozen chosen. Here, we're not the frozen chosen. We're going to shout. We're going to praise. We're going to come before him with gladness. We're going to worship him. and, And if that's what somebody prefers, that's fine for them. But here, we won't apologize to. So all you visitors, we love you and we want you to come back. But this is how we do it. Can I have an amen, y'all? Come on back, but this is how we do it. We're going to praise God, and we love to do it. And he said, come before his presence with singing. It says in verse 3, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that sound good? I love that. Then he says this. He says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Somebody say thanksgiving. He says, and into his courts with praise. He says, be thankful. Somebody say thankful. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. To be thankful means to give thanks. It means to confess. It means to cast. For all of us, we have to learn to cast. To be thankful. And for, and for all of us to confess with our mouths our gratitude towards God. One of the things that want, the devil wants to do is to get you to shut your mouth and be ungrateful. He wants you to be a murmurer, a complainer, a whiner, always thinking about the negative aspects of life. He wants you to think about the positive things and the things that he has done in your life. And for all of us, this has to become a lifestyle because God is looking for thankful people. He's looking for grateful people. He's looking for people to stop and begin to cast their thanksgiving towards God, to begin to throw praises upon him and to acknowledge his goodness in their lives. And everything, every breath that you take is a manifestation of God's mercy and goodness in your life. Can I have an amen? Look at your neighbor and tell him to be thankful. Look at the other other one and tell him to be thankful. This is how we enter into our relationship with God. This is how we begin to progress. This is, how, this is what causes God to sustain us. The children of Israel, four to six million of them were in Egyptian captivity. They were being whipped. They were slaves. God heard the cries of his people and remembered his promise to Abraham. He raises up Moses and sends him into Pharaoh, the most powerful man upon the face of the earth. He sends him into Pharaoh with a stick in his hand and a stuttering voice. And he walks in under the inspiration of God, the God of the universe. And he looks Pharaoh in the eye and says, God said to let my people go that they may worship me 
in the wilderness. And so what happens is God, he liberates a people who were not a people. He brings them to himself, takes them into the wilderness. And he begins to develop his relationship with them. And in the midst of him developing this relationship, teaching them the value of being utterly and completely dependent upon him, teaching them the value of his sustainability, they begin to murmur and complain and whine and say, I want to go back to Egypt. They became ungrateful. They took his provision and his power and the essence of who he was as a being. They took it for granted. And how much more do we do that year after year after Jesus? He's done delivered us from drugs, delivered us from alcohol, delivered us from the power of the devil, saved us from our sins, comes down, dies for us. And people, they just, they lose their job and they all know about God. And people, somebody walks out of their life, oh, I don't know if I'm going to church. And we become ungrateful instead of stopping and saying, man, though he slay me, yet will I trust. Can I have an amen, y'all? When we have brothers and sisters in Christ right now all over the world that are being persecuted for their faith, that are going through it in other countries, just to name the name of Jesus, all of us, especially in this country, we need to really be thankful that we can praise and shout and dance and clap and say, God, I love you, I praise you, and I can just go off for God. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so for all of us here, we have to stop and realize that God says, he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. He says, enter into his courts, he says, with praise. He says, be thankful to him. Be thankful. During this time and during the holidays, I know that there are people, and, I, and I'm, I'm not unsensitive to this, that people are going through tough times and they've experienced tough times, losses in their family. People have left them. They didn't grow up in a, in a home where they had a lot of love and care. All kinds of things happen during this time. And this, during this time that the devil wants to get you depressed and discouraged and tell you that nobody loves you and nobody cares about you. It's during these times that the devil releases an onslaught of attacks on the minds of people. And people want to commit suicide and do things because they feel as though there's no hope. But I want to tell you that there's always hope in Jesus. And that Jesus have, will never leave you nor forsake you. That Jesus is right there. And if everybody else walked out, you still got the hand of God. Can I? You still got the hand of God resting upon you. And if you've got the hand of God, you've got the greatest friend you've ever needed in your life. Can I have an amen? And so for all of us, we have to stop and realize that when you're thankful to him and you bless his name, he begins to release even more blessing and abundance and nearness to you. Do you know how it is? You're raising kids and you go out of your way to be a blessing to your child. And you give them the best toy that you think would be a blessing to them. And some of you right now, you opened up some presents 
And some of you right now, your kids opened up some presents. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> I'm not trying to start any fights in here with y'all, the kids. I'm just saying, I know uh, it's nice. Isn't that what you wanted? Well, and what happens is, it's amazing how we do that same thing in our relationship with God. God I want to bless you with this. And we say, yeah, but I want what they have. We can all go home right now. I want, to, I, want, I, want, I want that though, Lord. And God goes out of his way even when we, we're not qualified. We don't deserve anything. He found us all, all messed up and toe up and toe up from the flow up. And, and we don't have, I mean, there should be no entitlement in our thinking. When we go back and realize where Jesus Christ found us in the condition, can, can we just give God a praise and be thankful to God? So this is how we approach God with thankfulness, gratitude. We cast, we throw, we show God, and we confess to God that we're grateful, we're thankful for all the things that he's done. Because I want you to see this in Romans chapter 1, what is going on with society right now. Go to Romans chapter 1, let's look at verse 18 on down to 21. Look what it says here in verse 18. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. He says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. God, within us, we are wired, and there's a knowing within us that sometimes we suppress, and we're going to see this, that, that God is real, that we are not born of ourselves and made of ourselves. And then God goes so far as to say, look, and our conscience bears witness. He even talks about this, our conscience bears witness. Then, Outside, when we look at the trees and we look at the stars, we look at the moon, we look at the creation. The creation is a sign that there is a creator. And his handiwork proves his existence. And he reveals himself through the things that are made. He says here, so that they are without excuse because, look at this, although, and he's talking about humanity, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God nor were what? Thankful. But became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts, he says, were darkened. And so what happens is when we, we fail to acknowledge God and we lose the, the essence of being thankful to God, it takes us down this road. It takes us down this road of destruction, of separation. And what happens is, is that ultimately, instead of human beings being God-centered, they become self-centered. 
and they make an idol out of themselves. That's why you see so much secular humanism and you see so much stuff. And then people begin to worship, uh, you know, we, we, we see this even on college campuses. It can be a dangerous place because secular humanism is so crept in. And now everything is about us and about us and about us. And it's taking their eyes off God and it's about us. And then it's about the trees and it's about the, the ecosystem and it's about this and it's about that. And everybody wants to take their eyes off God. But it's God that's keeping the planet rotating on its axis. It's, it's God that's, that's causing us to have the different seasons. It's God. He's the one that keeps our, our, our bodies together. It's God. And so what happens is when we become unthankful, we start going down a road of destruction. Thankfulness keeps our eyes upwards. And helps to take our eyes off of ourselves and what we don't have and what we don't want. And I, and I, and I, and I. Thankfulness says, God, 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 I thank you for everything that you brought into my life. And the more we can get this in our thinking and our way of life, the, the freer we become. The freer we become. Everything and all things give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. This is what he says in all things that we learn to just give God thanks. When you don't understand it, when it doesn't make sense and you pick up your Bible and you read the book of Job. That in the midst of it all, he refused to curse God. Or bring accusation against God. And then if, as he just hung on to God. God blessed him with more than he had before his, his situation. But he never let go of the blesser. And for all of us, we have to learn to tap into this lifestyle where it's, I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful. that do all your bills pay? No, not all of them. But I'm thankful that we're the ones that are because God has kept me in my life. Can I have an amen? Man, I'm, I, 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 man, but man, you got all this stuff. What do you need to be thankful for? I'm thankful because it was God that gave me all this stuff. And it was God that blessed me. And I'm just thankful. And the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm just happy to be walking. Can I have an amen this morning, y'all? We can become so selfish. And even we can make Christmas all about self. When it is about Jesus. It is about Jesus. We got to teach our children. It is about Jesus. It's not about these toys. It's about Jesus. And we, and we learn to get our eyes upon him and then let him continue to bless us. He says these individuals, humanity became unthankful. And we see it all over the planet. And we see it. And then what happens is our relationship with God begins to deteriorate and then then next you know before long you look up and you say well what happened to god man you used to walk with god yeah but things didn't turn out the way i thought you used to shout in the church yeah but you know i just i just need so i got some other stuff i'm trying to work on you used to love bible study yeah i know but you know right now i just me and god got some we got a little turbulence in our relationship why i'll tell you why because you didn't get what you wanted huh 
But this is what happens in our walk with God. Instead of just saying, God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Look what he says in Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to close with this. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12 on down to 17. Verse 12. It says in verse 12. It says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, He says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Look at your neighbor and tell him you must do. You know, this is one of the things that that I love about God is that when you when you read stuff like this, it's practical. Something that God wants us to apply to our life and it helps us to avoid um, to avoid uh, corruption of the heart. We learn to forgive people. People are going to step on your toes just like you step on people's toes. Can I have an amen, y'all? You step on people's toes too. And, and so this happens. In the same way you want people to forgive you, we have to learn to forgive others. And, and, and this becomes our lifestyle. We stop taking things and holding them and then having resentment and bitterness and anger and then letting demons into our life to keep us away. And then we, we, we get free of all those things. And this is what we can apply. We have to apply this to our lives. Sometimes you're going to step on somebody's toes. Sometimes you're going to get into it. But forgiveness is a powerful tool and weapon against the devil. When we learn to forgive one another and bear with one another, there's going to be pe- things that you see in people's lives that, that, that you know is a character flaw. And so the thing I love about God is God chose Peter knowing he had character flaws. And he walked with Peter through his character flaws. And he helped Peter to overcome his character flaws. And in the church or in life, there's going to be people that God has you around and they have character flaws. Just like you have character flaw. But we learn to bear with one another. Can I have an amen? We learn to say, okay, yeah, you know, don't bring that up. Because when you bring that up, he's going to start tripping. So we're going to work with him on that. But it doesn't mean you kick him out the house. Can Can I have an amen? Aren't you glad that God didn't kick you out the house when you had character flaws? And so we learn to bear with one another, to forgive one another. If you got a complaint, forgive the person. Go talk to them. Do all these things. But then look what he says. He says, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So love and perfection work together. The more loving you become, the more perfect you become. It's the bond of perfection. Where you have perfection, you're going to see love. And where you have love, you're going to see what? Perfection. For all of us, we're going, we have to allow God to help us with these areas. He says in verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be what? Thankful. He brings it up again. He brings it up again. He says, let the peace of God rule. And as the peace of God rules, we're helping it to rule by being thankful. When we're thankful, peace begins to settle in. 
The peace of God begins to settle in. You know, the Bible says that anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. That's what the book of Proverbs says. A lot of times people are depressed because anxiety is set in. They start stressing and worrying about stuff that they don't have or stuff that they want. Things in life. And when that anxiety begins to kick in, then depression comes. And then a person is sitting there depressed. Why are you depressed? And instead of them just coming out and say, because God didn't give me what I want. They'll point at this. They'll point at that. They'll just point at that. And they'll point at that. Instead of just acknowledging that I'm not, I'm not being thankful. And therefore, because I'm not being thankful, the peace of God isn't settling in in my life. We let the peace of God rule in our hearts and, and we're thankful. What happens is it settles us in every circumstance. It settles us when we're in our highest heights. It settles us when we're in our lowest valleys. Being thankful just becomes our lifestyle, whether you have or whether you don't have. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message, at 10.30 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. God bless. 